Welcome to the Drama Free Living Podcast. It's Dennis and Lisa McEntee. And Lisa, today we're going to talk about how do you manage through the gray. Yeah, the gray is just kind of an interesting um, thing that we're dealing with right now in our country and in our world. Well, and you know, just like a lot of the unrest, right? In in a lot of places, I mean, here in the States, we have a lot of maybe political unrest, racial unrest, economic unrest, and we're kind of coming, you know, after the pandemic and figuring out what the new normal is. And there just seems to be a lot of gray. And, and this is really kind of a transitory period. You know, we are transitioning out of the pandemic. We're transitioning out of all of the effects that that had. And and in some ways, in ways that we're transitioning, they're not necessarily economically super healthy or socially super healthy. Now, once we get through this transition and hopefully as we make some um, adjustments, we'll come out on the other side healthy. But in the middle of going through this, this is the gray that we're going through to get to the other side of these, these issues in life. Yeah. And a lot of our clients have asked us like, how, how do we manage through this gray? Either how do I manage myself? How do I manage my organization? And so we want to maybe just talk about some helpful hints and just kind of talk through it and uh, kind of what almost like give you an idea of some things that we're talking to our clients about as they kind of manage through the gray. Cause, cause I think it, go ahead. And the gray, the gray is just kind of those unknowns. Mm. Like we, we, we know what we came out of and we know what we've gone through the last, you know, six months, year, two years, but we didn't know going in that that's what we were going to be going through. And a little bit, we're hesitant now because the last, you know, couple, multiple years and months, we've stepped into some things and had no idea when we came out on the other side what it was all going to look like. And it was way bigger than what we had ever thought that it would be. And so now we're stepping into this new kind of transition time and it's, we're a little hesitant. I mean, we're all kind of walking on tiptoes thinking, okay, is this going to blow up? Like the last two years it blew up. And so it's very gray because we don't know what it is. It's not black. It's not white. We can't see it. And we're trying to figure out which way this is all going to go, which affects us when we make business decisions in how we manage our businesses, how we manage our people, and even how we deal with our clients. Well, listen, even like the confidence of people is kind of eroded a little bit. Yes. Right. And, and when people don't feel confident, they're really not as creative. They're not as courageous, right? They don't step into like some of the hard things at times. When you're not confident, you just kind of pull back in and you protect yourself. If you see someone walking down the street and they're just kind of all pulled in and protecting, protecting themselves, that's a, that's a natural instinct to pull in and basically protect your internal organs. And that's what people are doing in their families. That's what they're doing in their lives. It's what they're doing in their businesses is they're pulling in to protect that livelihood so they can survive. And rather than, you know, putting your shoulders back and going forward and just being ready to meet things head on, we're kind of tucking in. Well, and think about this, when other people are pulling back, that's the time that we press forward. Mm -hmm. When people are unsure, that's the time for us to be confident. And just like in any kind of maybe recession or different economic times, there's always people that are blessed. 
right? There are always people that like use this opportunity to sort of like advance. But if you're going to shrink back and kind of just look at like what you don't have and look at all of the uncertainties and the insecurities and you don't step in and you're not courageous during this time, you really lose the value of this time, kind of lose the value of the gray. You do. And and the gray really has value to it. And so let's kind of maybe give, you know, some of our thoughts. And one thing that you said is that we kind of talked about it before the podcast is really not acting out of fear. Right. Because in times like this, in the unknown, oftentimes we act out of fear and it's very easy for us to um, just be very hesitant or, or almost scared um, and not because we don't know. We don't know what this is going to turn into. Well, we've seen that the best leaders, it's not that they're not afraid, but they feel it and they almost step into it. They almost step into that fear. Absolutely. And these, and some of these kind of tips and that we're going to give today, they're going to address, okay, how can you step into the fear and how can you step into the unknown with your shoulders back and make confident decisions, even when there isn't uh, a certainty around it? Well, and you know, Lisa, sometimes, you know, and you and I have had this experience where we feel the fear and we go, oh, that's something that we should do. Okay. So do you remember, um, gosh, I think it was, we were in Hawaii probably about four or five years ago and we're going snorkeling. Remember, and we're on the boat and they talked about this snuba where you put the mask on and you go down 10 feet under the water. And they were kind of explaining this. And and, and we're not divers. We've never, our, you know, our kids dive. We're not divers. Right. In, in both ways, like, like we looked at it and I was like, gosh, that's kind of scary. And you're like, yeah, me too. I goes, And I said, well, I think that's why we should do it. And you're like, yeah, we should do that. And I do have to say in the process of it, I, I I almost thought about having a panic attack. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. And literally we were 10 feet below the water. And if for some reason my air tank wouldn't work or whatever, I, you know, I could pop it out and just very easily swim up 10 feet. It was, it was, um, it was all, it was all a mental game. Well, and a little bit kind of the gray kind of becomes that mental game. It does. Right. It really kind of becomes that, that mindset. So let's kind of walk through maybe some ideas that um, we've come up with. And um, the first thing about managing through the gray is really be honest about the uncertainties. Right. Because there are uncertainties and it, that's just how it is. That's not just how life is. That's, um, that's what we, a term we use with um, some of our kids, it's adulting, you know, that's just, that's just what it is. Well, in, in almost, I think, being honest and transparent about the uncertainties. And, and you know what I've known about leadership is that I don't always have to be certain. In fact, I think a lot of times people get a lot more trust with us when we're honest about the uncertainties. We say, hey, we're going to try this. We're going to experiment with this. And these are the things that I'm really not sure about. I'm not sure it's going to work. And you kind of share those and you allow other people to speak into it. And you kind of like get help. Right. Absolutely. And then, and then something else is, is, you know, we need, we need those mentors. We need those people around us that um, are experts because things right now, economically, or maybe in the health arena, or maybe in the political arena, there's, there's so many things that are just kind of gray. Well, and there's so many voices, right? I think, I think because there's so many voices, it kind of clutters and makes it grayer. And things aren't as clear. It's almost like muddy water. 
And what we want to do is like, we're kind of swimming through some maybe muddy waters right now. Maybe, you know, you're swimming through muddy waters individually in your profession, wherever you are, but we want to just help kind of clear it up a little bit. Right. And so with that is, is mentors are so valuable. And, and we talked about um, generational diversity pre in a previous podcast. And that's, that's one of those things mentors are so valuable with, because typically it's someone that's, that's older or that, that has been where you've been, or maybe is an expert in a different area. And when you can pull on, on the expertise of someone else, then you're not isolating yourself you're opening yourself up to walk through it with others. But then also not only just mentors and people that are experts in different arenas, like we're not going to make any decisions um, financially or with investing until we talk to um, those, those experts, those advisors. And, but we're also needing people that are just kind of like our peers, maybe other business owners, um, other experts, in our area or in other areas, maybe, or maybe friends that we've just got that we know, Hey, everyone's feeling this and we can do this as a team. We can do this in relationship and in community. Well, and I think that's what makes the round table experience that we host every quarter, just so valuable and powerful for people is that they can come into a room with a smaller group of people and feel like I'm not alone and feel like you get me. And you can really speak to my issues and my obstacles and my challenges in a way that really encourages me and yet, you know, kind of sparks me to movement and gets me going where I'm because I think sometimes like in the gray, well, it's almost like, you know, at least when people don't know what to do, you know what they do, right? They do nothing. They do nothing. And how many times do we hit these things and we go, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. And the very next thing I do is nothing. And sometimes it's like movement begets movement. And for you to keep moving through the gray, you need some help. You need some support. You need some people like kind of behind you. You need some people cheering you on. Right. And the other thing is, is, you know, what happens if you don't know what to do? Sometimes you react out of fear or you react out of like a, like a past trigger or past experience. And so, and then that's when you need those other people to kind of like, Hey, jerk your chain a little bit. And Um, help you step forward with boldness. Well, and it's even like you think about encourage, discourage, you can encourage, you can put courage inside of people, or you can discourage, you can take courage out of people. And so it really becomes this whole idea of confidence in stepping in, even though, and we're not saying you're not going to feel, we're not saying don't feel afraid. In fact, we're getting ready to create a new thinking tool, this whole idea of a positive and negative charge, you know, and the greater the charge, you need a positive and you need a negative. It's like you need the excitement and you need the fear. And those two twin towers together kind of like create this electric charge. And so if, if you're a current roundtable uh, participant, um, just a heads up, we're going to walk through a tool that's going to help you with that. And so it just hit my brain because I was working yeah, on amazing. it this week. And that brings us to the third one is appreciation, appreciating the tension. Well, and it's almost this idea of being happy but not satisfied. Mm-hmm. It's learning how to be content, but yet still driven to push forward. And it's also learning how to be confident, but yet still uncertain. 
Now that is a powerful idea, mm-hmm. right? How, how do I build confidence, but yet I'm uncertain in these, in these areas and almost appreciating that tension that a little bit, Lisa, like that tension is normal because anytime, even we're jumping up to another level, like I was just talking to some people um, this morning about hiring new people and sort of making an investment in people. And one of the ladies was like, well, I don't know how, you know, you know, how much to spend or how, and those are all like uncertainties, but you really step in confidently. And as you, and it's almost like you learn as you go on the journey, Mm -hmm. but if you don't go on the journey, you don't learn. Right. And how many people like they live automatically, but they don't learn automatically. Mm -hmm. And so really learning to appreciate the attention and almost like, think about this is that the tension is normal. If you're pushing forward, there should always be a little bit of that tension but don't live, don't live there, right? Appreciate it, understand it for what it is, but you don't have to like dwell in it. And cause for years, Lisa, like I never even set goals. You remember that season where it was mm-hmm. like, I just didn't want to live angry. It's like, I would set these goals and then I would always be frustrated. I would walk around frustrated all day long. Cause I would, oh, we didn't do it and didn't all of these crazy thoughts. And I really didn't appreciate the tension. Well, and that's, that's the whole concept of pushing forward. That's the whole concept of working out and utilizing muscle and building muscle is when you are, when you're working out, you're putting tension on a muscle and you're, you're forcing that muscle to go beyond maybe what it's, it's, um, feels like it's possible, you know, you're, you're working it to exhaustion. And when you're working it to exhaustion, then um, you give it a chance to kind of pull back, give it a chance to kind of recover a little bit. And that's how you build it. That's how you strengthen it. And that's how you, you um, that's how you strength train. Well, and it's almost like, I think just realizing tension is normal and a little bit without tension, life wouldn't be life. Right. Well, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were complaining about their obstacles. And I said, well, the only reason you have obstacles is because you have goals. If you didn't have any goals, you'd never have any obstacles. Right. And that comes up, that brings us to number four is being kind to yourself. Now, this is, this has probably been the biggest learning that I've had over the last couple of years is just not being so hard on myself and almost having sort of this long range mentality. Cause I think the problem, especially with ambition and I know a lot of our listeners just have a lot of ambition is that we have a thought and we think we were supposed to do it yesterday. Or the fact that I thought it means you should have already thought about it and been working on it, even though I didn't communicate it. And then I expect you to read my mind. And that is not being kind to yourself or being kind to those around you. Because when you're not kind to yourself, you tend to not be kind to those around you. Yeah. You think about all the people that are hard on other people, they're typically very hard on themselves. And I, I don't want to live a life like that, right? I don't want to live a life where I'm always hard on myself. And so just sort of, and I think realizing that the gray, it, it, this is just a season. Right. So you have to know we're going to be going through this, having a long range mentality. This is not what you're going to be living in for the rest of your life. It's just what's going on right now. And knowing that there is another side, one, you'll get to the other side and we'll get past this. And so if we're kind to ourselves, then we can get past this and not destroy ourselves. Well, and almost like allow the context to form the content. And here's what I mean by that. The context might be the gray right now. That might be the circumstances around you, the events around you, things that you can't control. But just because you have a certain context, 
create the right content in the context. And I think understanding the context really kind of helps people. And I think that's one of the things that we've been having a lot of discussion with our clients about is really understanding the context and the season so that we create the right content. Because that's how you learn to make that, that gray area valuable. And that's how you extract the value out of this, this gray time. Well, and even think about this, Lisa, who determines the value of a situation, circumstance, or season? I mean, you determine the value. Nobody else can determine, nobody else can give you value. It's like value is something that you create from the inside. And we went through this in the last roundtable meeting a couple months ago is that to make things valuable, you have to be able to extract the value. Right. And one simple exercise that we do with every maybe season or quarter or interaction or project is we ask ourselves three questions. We say, okay, what worked, right? In this situation, what worked? Because if it worked once, we can maybe get it to work again. We can create a process where we do it all the time. And then we ask, okay, what didn't work? And we're just very honest about like, you know, what didn't work. And then we go, okay, knowing what we know now, what do we do differently? And we actually extract the value from every experience. Yeah. And, and when, when you are kind of taking control of this time in the gray, gray matter, in the gray space, when you're, you're just kind of moving forward. And when you implement these different, these different ideas on how to thrive during, during uh, the time of gray, you know, you, you'll be able to focus on what matters most and you'll be able to leave the turmoil behind and you won't begin to be sucked into the drama, into the emotion of all the turmoil that's going around you. It'll, you'll recognize it and you recognize there's drama, you recognize there's turmoil going around you, but it doesn't get in you and you can keep your shoulders back and keep moving forward. And that way you'll keep the main thing, the main thing, and you keep what matters most at the top of the importance triangle. Yeah. And, and Lisa, and something that um, our audience probably doesn't know, um, and I think I'm at a great place to kind of share this, is that, you know, my dad passed away a couple months ago and it was kind of like a gray area. And I was kind of thinking about this is that, you know, there's been a lot of uncertainties, but I think I've just been very honest about some of the uncertainties that we've walked to. And I've really worked to not isolate myself. And, you know, to, to talk about my feelings and, and have a group of friends that, that are around me and kind of appreciate some of the tension that I've been walking through. And then one of the, you know, and, and be kind to myself, right, is that this is a season of life as we kind of like walk through this grief. And one of the most valuable things that really I was able to extract the value is going through this idea of, okay, what worked, what didn't work. And like one great thing that kind of came out of this and, you know, is that, you know, my dad was a great grandpa to my kids, you know, <laughs> no, he was, a, he was a great, he was a great grandpa. I thought I could do this. You hey. thought you could do this. Um, he was a great grandpa. He was a great man. And, you know, well, well, we will always be very thankful for him and we'll, and our kids will always be. And the, and the whole idea of, okay, so what made him, what was it that made him such a great person to us? And what can I do to make myself a great person to those around me? Yeah. And the thing about him is he was always there. Mm -hmm. Right. And as we kind of walk through it and now we're on the other side of it, it's like, that's why I, I want to always be there. And, you know, I want to be the kind of grandpa, you know, that my dad was to our kids. And that's the kind of guy that I want to be. Right. And it's almost like, as we've walked through that gray area, 
we've extracted a lot of value from it. But, you know, we were honest about the uncertainties. You know, we didn't isolate ourselves. We, we appreciated some of the tension, all the tension that we've kind of like walked through. And we've been very kind to ourselves and really extracted the value. And so you even take things that maybe you have uncertainties about, and these are personal, this is professional. Gosh, it works in every area of your life. Yeah. And, and, and don't forget that you have to do this with other people. You have to do it with mentors. You have to do it with friends. You have to do it with colleagues. You have to do this with your family. When you're going through, you know, this economic path that we've got going on right now in the United States and, you know, the upcoming midterms and just all of the, all of the gray that we've got going on. And then there's gray going on in personal lives and there's gray going on in the, in individuals' businesses. You know, it's like, don't do it alone. Grab, find yourself some mentors that, that can help walk you through it. Find yourself some friends that you can just kind of cut back and be yourself with and, and draw into your family. And, you know, as you manage this gray area, realize you're going to get through it, mm-hmm. right? It's just a season. So we want to encourage you manage through the gray, walk through the gray. It's a season. Take these five sort of key things that we've kind of walked you through here today. And you're going to make it to the other side. No matter what you're going through today, you are going to get to the other side. And so will we. And in our economic environment, in our political environment, in the health environment that we've got going on, you know, we're going to get through and five years from now, you know, 10 years from now, kids are going to start learning about this and they're in school. And let's just, let's just help make it a, a learning experience and a positive experience that we're not difficult and unhappy with ourselves, but that we can be grateful and thankful and just kind of find the joy in, in all of it. Yeah. Find the joy in the journey. All right, listen, we're going to see you next time on the Drama Free Living Podcast.